एंड नमस्ते गाइस आई एम डॉक्टर अनुश्रुति एंड आई एम बैक विद येट अनदर ब्लॉकबस्टर एपिसोड टुडे ऑन बोर्ड आई हैव डॉक्टर मेलिसा हु इज वेरी ब्यूटीफुल एंड अ वेरी 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 ग्रेट फिजिकल थेरेपिस्ट एंड पेल्विक फ्लोर स्पेशलिस्ट she is putting in all her efforts in making patients happy and healthy she is joining live directly from new york let's welcome her hello dr melissa how are you good how are you thank you so much for having me thank you so much dr mel well i really liked your nickname that is dr mel <laughs> thank you dr melissa aka dr mel <laughs> my fiance came up with it oh so that's credit. so sweet that's so sweet <laughs> Well, since you are specialized in pelvic flow, I want to begin this question first and foremost. When should a person actually look after a pelvic floor specialist? You know, when should he or she approach a pelvic floor PT? Yeah, so this is a great question, and I think I'm a little biased because I feel like everyone should have an introduction to their pelvic floor, being that it's such an important group of muscles and we use them all day, every day. And it's only when things become an issue that we then seek education on it. So I feel like everyone should have the basic understanding of how to work their pelvic floor. But most notably, um, I'm not sure how it is in India, but in the states, postpartum people are not. told about pelvic floor rehabilitation or physical therapy i feel just... that same everywhere you know my <laughs> uh, next questions are going to be based on this because i feel there is something you know deprived of knowledge about pelvic floor and its importance i somehow yes. feel that it is uh, experienced all over the world agree i think europe it's a little more well known than in other parts but i still feel like it's probably lacking everywhere like you said um but especially postpartum like absolutely even if there are no issues you're overcoming a major life event like giving birth to a human so rehabilitating yourself is just the same as rehabilitating your ACL if you've torn it which is common place for us right we don't think the same about the pelvic floor and i don't i'm talking it up to like a misinformation or lack of education type of thing but that's why getting the word out about the importance of pelvic floor is so so helpful i agree with you totally you know i have even witnessed so many patients in my uh, uh, career as well i have seen women they do not even know that there is something called pelvic floor they do not know even in our traditional language in our a reached language there is no way that i can explain to them that this is so important for your body for yourself because you have done such a great job and you know you have actually made a human out of you so it is so necessary for you to go to a pelvic floor specialist uh dr mel do you feel that food the diet we have is correlated with pelvic floor is there any correlation of food and the diet we have with pelvic floor Absolutely. So, and this is all person dependent. So, this is not going to be the same for everyone. But there are certain certain foods that will affect, say, your bladder. So, some certain things that make you feel like you have to go to the bathroom more often than not. Especially if you're leaking to begin with, these might actually exacerbate that or exacerbate what I call urge frequency, which is rushing to the bathroom and all your labs are negative, but you still feel like you have to go all the time. and i call it like the list of all the fun foods cuz it's everything that we like <laughs> um so some examples are caffeine decaffeinated coffee and tea chocolate alcohol sugar um citrus fruits spicy foods tomatoes 
So there's a laundry list, but these foods don't always affect the different people in the same way. So it's kind of like a trial and error type of thing to see what affects you, if anything. Um, and the other side is that another thing that people don't really attribute to pelvic floor dysfunction is being constipated. So constipation could actually be a pelvic floor issue in that your pelvic floor is not flexible enough to allow the poop to come out. And what I see in my practice is a lot of people are lacking a good mix of soluble and insoluble fiber in regard to bowel movement. So we want the, the bowel movement to move smoothly, but we also don't want it to be liquidy. So we want it to be well-formed, but also smooth so that you're not forcing anything out. You know, Dr. Mel, here in India, there are a lot of examples of constipation. I mean, every other person is somehow affected by constipation. Everyone who will look into their family will find either will find either one or two persons suffering from constipation. Like, I do not know about states or anywhere else, but here in India, constipation is such a big issue and, you know, also the most ignorant issue. People yes. do not do not make a heat to it. Uh, what they do, you know, the regional trend over here is if you are suffering from constipation, eat something that, you know, stops uh, this, like eating bread, a lot of bread, consuming a lot of eggs, consuming a lot of bananas or uh, having a medicine and that's all. But they do not notice the trend that they are suffering from constipation for the past three years, four years that they do not have a proper poop time, we say. So what are your views on this? And I know that my viewers and listeners are having this question in their mind, but somehow they are or they are not able to ask this. So this is why I am asking to you, please answer this question to them. Yes. So I noticed the same thing in the States. And the other factor is a lot of people don't understand what constipation means. So it's like, oh, I poop every 10 days, I'm good. But it's not, that's not what it is. If, and if you're pooping, I call them rabbit pellets. So the little tiny hard poops that are you're forcing out, that's not a proper bowel movement. That could be a form of constipation, even though you're technically pooping, it's not well-formed and mobile like we talked about earlier. And then finally, if you feel like you're not completely emptying and stuff is still stuck in there, even if you have a tiny bowel movement, but you still feel blocked up for lack of a better description, that could be a form of constipation as well. So I think that people don't understand the proper definition or what to look for in regard to constipation. And I also think there's a shame factor because we're yeah, so shameful of, right? Like of anything poop, pee, like down there, we don't talk about it, it's very taboo. And it kind of just goes ignored because you've been ignoring it for so long and that just becomes your new normal. I I agree with this. And even I have found this thing, you know, now talking to you, speaking to you, I find this very common everywhere that this is actually considered as a taboo. People do not want to speak about this. And, exactly. I, you know, my heart goes out to the women out there who cannot speak this, you know, especially women. Because men can be vocal at some times, but women do not. They actually, I would say, cannot be vocal every time. Uh, specifically in Asian countries, I have seen this. Well, mm -hmm. going ahead, Dr. Mel, I would like to introduce you with a segment I have answering the questions of my followers, where I have a collection of questions my followers and listeners of this podcast have raised for you. And I hope you are going to answer it. So let's begin with this session. <laughs> So, the first question is coming from Mrs. Sunita Kapoor from Jharkhand. 
Jharkhand is a state of India. And uh, hi Sunita, how are you? She says, hi Dr. Mel, I am due this March. What would be your best tips for me to get prepared for the delivery? Yes. So, do you have access to pelvic floor physical therapists in India? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I would have that's... a lot of physical therapists. <laughs> yeah. Good. So, like, that's my first and foremost thing is to see, even if it's just for one session, they can assess you. They can see how you're moving. The main things we want to be concerned with um, in pregnancy is moving well. So we want hips moving well back moving well. We want your deep core um, to know what it feels like to engage it rather than suck it in. So your deep ab muscles play very closely with your pelvic floor. So we want to make sure both are very well conditioned to help carry you through the pregnancy and then have a relatively easy birth. I know that's easier said than done and it doesn't always happen. But the, on the flip side of that, we want to make sure that the pelvic floor is flexible. So a lot of us are so determined to have a tight pelvic floor and all we hear about are Kegels. But when, especially when you're giving birth and especially if you're having a vaginal delivery, you want those muscles to be flexible to allow the baby to come through. If they're tight, you're going to have a more difficult time giving birth vaginally than if they were able to achieve that flexibility. So learning how to inhale, getting breath to fill your ribs, getting breath deep down into your lower abs. Um, another thing is when you're, if you are giving vaginal delivery, when you're pushing not to hold your breath. So that's a big, big one. Like make sure that you're inhaling well, exhaling well. On the exhale, you're giving your push and you're not pushing for dear life. Um, those are like the ones that come to my brain right away. And the other thing is staying well hydrated. So a lot of yeah. pregnant people don't drink enough water. <laughs> we need that for good tissue motility and good tissue um, performance. So to sum up, Mrs. Sunita Kapoor, it is very important to at least have a consultation, even once, but a consultation with your nearest pelvic floor specialist. Moving ahead, we have Mr. Ranjan from Canada. Hi, Ranjan. How are you? Hi, Dr. Anushruti. Thank you for giving the chance. You're welcome, Ranjan. Hi, Dr. Melissa. How are you? Greetings from India. I hope you would love speaking to India. Okay, Dr. Melissa, you're <laughs> from India. So, Ranjan says, I cannot, Ranjan says, I cannot control my pee for long as compared to how I used to be. I have to rush to the loo after every 30 to 45 minutes. Is there any way that I can control it through pelvic floor PT? Absolutely. Um, and then the other thing is too, so typically you should be peeing every two to four hours. That's textbook. It's going to be different for everyone. Yeah. And this also depends on how much you're drinking, because obviously if you drink more, you're going to be going more. But you never want it to be where it's so frequent that it's like drips and drabs when you go to the bathroom and then you stand up and you're kind of like, why did I have to go that bad? You know what I mean? So learning nutrition, learning how to hydrate well, learning how to move well, learning if you have an overactive pelvic floor versus a weak pelvic floor or a combination of the two, and what exercises to do to address those are gonna be really beneficial in reducing the urgency to the more, quote, normal time frame. With this, I want to tell my followers, listeners, viewers, everyone 
that all these suggestions and medical tips you get to hear you get to see on my podcast differs from person to person so always consult a doctor this is a generalized answer also with this question i would like to make you aware that this is not a competition to make your controlling power a lot you know dr mel people would often yes. talk about it that this is a very nice competition let's see how much we can control <laughs> you do not have to control it this is not a competition it's just, it's just his uh, question okay next can i add something person. i'm yeah. sorry can i add something yeah. so i love that 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 question came in because we also have to address the point that it, the pelvic floor stuff is not a vagina issue it's not a woman's issue yes. everyone who has a pelvis can benefit from learning about their pelvic health and i think that goes missed a lot does it do yeah. the same in india it is same it is absolutely same you know like uh, i believe there are a lot of patients who do not know this uh, we have uh, and these urinating systems and everything you know we we know we we do have urologists and everyone but somehow some situations are to be supported and treated by different kind of doctors different specialists and yeah there is a lack of uh, information lack of awareness but you know dr mel you me and others doctor likes us you know we are going to come together and make aware people about it Right. <laughs> Then we have a person who wants to be anonymous. He doesn't wants to be called. So he says, "Okay, she's a it's a woman." She says, "I am trying my best for vaginal birth, but if I do not dilate enough and go for C-section, what things should I keep in mind after right after delivery to regain my strength?" Yes. So as early as you can this something i see a lot is when people have a c section they dissociate themselves from that part of their bodies they don't want to look at it they don't want to touch it and with just- this i would like to let you know one thing here in india because i have seen in other countries especially in america in europe i have seen you know st- uh, doctors usually prefer going with vagina like c sections are very rare over there but in mm-hmm. india let me tell you that it is an equal proportion like there is no compulsion and you know uh, i have seen now healthcare is developing it is developing a lot but still there are chances that if you are not dilating you do not have to go for labor for a very long time go ahead with c section but yes the preference is always given to vaginal birth yeah please continue right yes So reacquainting yourself with that part of your body even if it makes you feel on the more uncomfortable side is going to be really key because we need to get in touch with that to then develop those muscles again. So that being said, as early as you can when you check with your surgeon, do a scar massage. Learn how to restore breath to that lower part of your abdomen instead of a lot of it coming from up here. Work with a pelvic floor specialist so they can teach you that deep ab contraction and how to regain tensile strength in those muscular structures and i would even go so far as to say if you're comfortable with it to get an internal exam from a pelvic health physio to see how your pelvic floor is performing because even though you didn't give birth vaginally being that your pelvic floor works with your ab- abdominal muscles so closely you want to make sure you're hitting it from all angles and really conditioning that struck those structures so that they can work together again well Great. Next we have Raman. Okay, Raman says, "Hi, Doctor Mel. My question is that I suffer from loose uh, stools and sometimes constipated stools. 
one day i go and have watery stools on the other day i do not poop at all i do not know what is wrong with my bowel movement i have a proper diet a nutritionist a nutritionist and everyone is there for me but my bowel movement is not getting back to normal sometimes i go for poop for 5 to 6 times a day and still do not feel fresh what should i do yeah so there's a lot going on there so that could absolutely be a pelvic floor in muscle involvement um it could be a pelvic floor that's on the not so flexible side so that might bring on constipation it could also be weak so muscles can be tight and they could be weak at the same time and if they're weak then that's when we can see like smearing or we can't really hold our poops in very well so an evaluation would be critical and then maybe i don't know if i know you're working with a nutritionist but looking into maybe there's a medical condition or a food sensitivity or something like irritable bowel or crohn's disease or something that hasn't been investigated because a lot of time food sensitivities and gut issues coincide with what's happening um with gut bowel and bladder so we want to make sure we cover all the bases so raman i hope your question is answered last question from the audience kashmira from kerala kerala is a beautiful state of india hey dr mel i had my first child in november through vaginal delivery but i am still not able to come back to normal lifestyle postpartum is hitting me hard what shall i do to feel fresh mentally and physically this is what every other women wants to ask but hesitates yes And I don't know how it is in India, but when in the states we're told that six weeks postpartum go back to everything you're doing because you're healed, but we haven't learned how to navigate a new body, right? So like working on your deep core engagement, working on your pelvic floor strength and flexibility, working on the flexibility and strength of your hips and your lower back, learning how to breathe again, re-instilling breath. learning how to take time for yourself cuz even though you're a new parent and you have a new human to take care of you also are still recovering even though it was back in november you're still recovering you're probably not getting the best sleep so asking for help if it's available and sleeping reducing stress all of that it's like a whole package so it's not just an exercise component it's a total body makeover component absolutely With this I would like to remind all the beautiful women out there who have given birth who are about to give birth remember that you've got a very beautiful body above that you've got a very beautiful power to make a human out of it you've actually done a very great and wonderful job so love the body you have gotten gift and then once you enjoy this lifespan this lifetime then you can obviously move back to what you consider as normal but yes at the end i would like to say everybody is beautiful dr mel my last question for the day for you is we have a lot of problems here in india in states and in other countries but our consideration would definitely be on pelvic floor problems i want you to give two statements to make people our audience currently watching and listening this on various platforms to make aware them what actually is pelvic floor and why is pelvic floor physical therapy so important yes i love that so pelvic floor is a group of muscles that are in your pelvis so if you think of your pelvis like this like it's a supportive bowl 
your organs sit inside of it so those muscles support your organs but they also help hold in your bowel and bladder uh, motions but then they need to be flexible enough to allow those to happen okay mm -hmm. and they're also really important in sexual function too so the best way to tone to hone in on those is to learn what it feels like to do something like a kegel without compensating which i don't think a lot of people know how to do and then how to relax out of that kegel and then even just like basic basic start basic starting points we don't consider things that we might be doing every day habitually as affecting the pelvic floor but the top things that i see that is, you could start paying attention to now holding your breath when you do anything that puts a lot of tension on your pelvic floor and a lot of pressure on those organs so that could potentially lead to prolapse down the line if you're not conditioning well. Um, hydrating. Textbook is half your body weight in ounces um, of water to hydrate and this helps with reducing leaking and incontinence and urinary frequency and also helps your bowels move a little bit better. Um, those are the two top big ones. Oh, and the other one, no, no clenching. So squeezing your butt cheeks together, doing this with your shoulders, sucking it in, all of those could potentially lead to pelvic floor issues because your pelvic floor doesn't know how to relax. And then in turn, it won't get strong because it's relying on that, those compensations to basically do the work for it. So we're never taught these things and all of us compensate. So knowing those first and foremost is perfect for pelvic floor health. So I would like to sum up this as what Dr. Mill just said, everyone who has a pelvis needs to see a pelvic floor physical therapist. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dr. Mill, for taking out time for us and speaking on this important yet very beautiful topic. And I believe that you enjoyed it. And I know all my viewers, listeners have enjoyed it as well. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome, Dr. Mill. Everyone who's listening and watching us right now, tell us in the comments what video do you want next to see and to hear. Also, I am very looking forward to collaborate with Dr. Mill again, once again, to make a very, very nice video on pelvic floor PT soon. Take care. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you.